Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. A nice Chianti. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, happy Monday. Welcome to the cooking show. <laughs> God, I should I should have sang my own theme song. It's such a beautiful voice. All the all the small woodland creatures come flocking out of the forest to join me and to stand on my finger and my shoulders whenever I charm them with my dulcet tones. But uh, hey, this week we had some incredible weather here. It's the first week of November. Normally, normally it's going to be cold and windy and rainy and all that. And my God, it is beautiful. Uh, this morning woke up to very temperate, you know, like, I mean, my phone said at one point this afternoon, 69 degrees, but I swear it felt like it was 80 degrees out. The air was warm. There was some wind, but it was pleasant, clear skies, sunny, just absolutely beautiful. And uh, you know, whenever you, you have an opportunity like that, you get step away from the comfort foods, from, from the braised meats, from the pot pies, from all that kind of stuff. And you just want to cook something on the grill. Something, but, you know, you want it to be light. You want it to be flavorful. Uh, you want it to be kind of fun, casual. You know, summer, summer food in November. And that's what we're doing this week. We're doing yakitori. Yakitori, the Japanese street food. You know, forgive me if I get any of this wrong. Uh, you know, I'm trying. This is my, uh, um, let's see, my heart's in the right place. Uh, I think I know what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, I'm just a white-haired Billy living in rural Pennsylvania. And I've never been to Japan. I don't know what I'm talking about. But from my understanding, you know, a lot of Asian foods, particularly Japanese food, there's a blurred line between like what the name of the food is derived from is it the food itself or is it some tool or um, artifact in the preparation of the food is it the name of an ingredient is it a, a name of a technique you know famously off the top of my head the soybean got its name after the uh, the sauce, the soy sauce, like the soy sauce was such a, a staple that, you know, later it was like, hey, we got these beans that we use to make that sauce. We need to call it something. So we'll call it soybeans since we make soy sauce. I don't know. And obviously those probably aren't the words because why would they be? Certainly not sauce. I don't know about soy, but I'm pretty sure that the word sauce is not Japanese. Anyway, uh, so in this case, yakitori, uh, these are... You, I mean, usually chicken skewered on bamboo skewers and then cooked over a charcoal fire. But... From my understanding, the yakitori is actually the name of the little rectangular grill. You know, it's like a little metal rectangle that you put your charcoal in and then you lay like a wire rack over top of that. And then your skewers, which don't have to be chicken, I don't believe. I think they can be, they can be, there can be vegetable skewers. You can be, you know, fish, beef, whatever. I don't know. Um, 
those skewers would then be laid on these those wire racks over this long narrow trench or trough of charcoal and you you know and they'd be constantly turning them you know kind of going down uh, incrementally turn 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 it's like painting the golden gate bridge when you get to the end of the line turning them it's time to start turning the ones at the other end so it's just constantly turning 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 I understand that there's different there's different flavor profiles that you can you can get your yakitori dressed with you know with the sauce whether it's spicy salty sweet or some combination of those um, for this one we're doing chicken skewers with scallion which I always feel so pinkies up whenever I say scallions I'm trying to sound like you know on an actual cooking show on the food network but again where I'm from they are green onions you know green onions those skinny boys um, but you know I guess the culinary term is scallions so that's the word I will try to hold my nose and say but uh, yeah so we're doing chicken skewered on bamboo sticks with scallions and then it will be sauced with like the most ridiculously simple but flavorful sauce that is reminiscent of a teriyaki but i don't i don't like again i don't know what the actual criteria is for a sauce to be called teriyaki sauce so whenever i make other like stir fries and i make a teriyaki usually i have a a citrus component like orange like orange juice orange zest ginger garlic chili peppers soy maybe sake maybe not maybe you know, citron vodka, if I, you know, don't have any sake on hand, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then lots of sugar and it makes it to like a syrupy sort of thick sauce with this, uh, the sauce is uh, one, two, three, four, five ingredients. And, uh, one of them's water. You know, I, I never like to consider water an ingredient, but uh, technically it is. So it's like four, four actual ingredients plus water. <laughs> All right. So let's get started on this. In terms of like, the chicken that you want to use, if you look up a yakitori recipe online, uh, most of them are probably going to tell you to use boneless, skinless chicken thighs. And the majority of the chicken that I used was, in fact, that. However, because I live, you know, on a homestead because we have all our own chickens and our you know the chicken that we eat comes from our flock sometimes it's a little bit uh, easier to get the full amount of chicken that you need by using more of the chicken in this particular dish than what it calls for. So anyway, what I'm saying is uh, I slaughtered a chicken this morning, cleaned it, butchered it, all that kind of stuff. And I used um, both boneless, skinless breasts off of that bird plus its thighs, plus a package of four chicken thighs that I had in the freezer from some chickens that I processed last week. All right. First thing to do was to debone those thighs and to remove the skin from them. I held on to that, saved it for chicken stock. I'll probably make that tomorrow, but you know, it gave me a decent amount. I didn't weigh it out. I mean, a lot of these will tell you use a, use a pound of boneless, skinless chicken thighs. Uh, I was thinking more in terms of, I have four people that need to eat dinner tonight is this a reasonable amount yes it is it works all right so once once you get your chicken all prepped and if you're buying boneless skinless thighs there's not a whole lot of prep that goes into it but you want to cut them into roughly one inch cubes now when it comes to chicken thighs or even chicken breast chicken in general chicken does not lend itself easily to making uniform cubes if you cut it into one inch pieces uh they're gonna have 
uh, a weird shape, a wonky shape, kind of maybe there might be a flap <laughs> that hangs off of one end or whatever. All that works because the more the corpus of the animal, of the meat that you can thread onto the bamboo skewers, the more secure that they will be. So if you have a, a, a chunk of chicken thigh that's real thick at one end and it kind of just like tapers off into a thin flap at the other end, that's fine. You know, run that skewer through the thick part, wrap the thin part over the point, slide it on there. You get a couple points of entry, a couple points of penetration, and uh, it'll be a little bit more secure. Okay. Now, when it comes to the sauce here, like I said, very simple uh, soy sauce, mirin, mirin. You know, like, what is mirin? Well, mirin is. Ooh, like uh, you want to say, oh, it's a sweetened rice wine vin or rice wine vinegar, but it's not really. Is a sweetened rice wine? I don't know. It is a sweet, syrupy, alcoholic rice condiment, I suppose. Um, it'll have you know if you buy it at the store, it's going to have corn syrup and alcohol and water and salt and. Uh, some rice component. I don't know if it's rice wine or rice starch or whatever, but anyway, it's a slightly yellow liquid and you know, it, it tastes great, especially whenever it's mixed with other things. All right. So we have a half cup of Mirin sake. Sake is your, is your rice wine. I, uh, depending on what you have at your liquor store, like I'm trying to find as plain a flavor profile as possible with sake. Sometimes you have like a, like sweet sake with plum and all this other stuff. And that's not really what you're going for. So I got a nice dry, you know, very neutral sake, which is nice. And this thing, um, you know, different flavors have different transport vectors like on your palate some flavors are water soluble some flavors are fat soluble some flavors are alcohol soluble and uh, depending on what's present in the sauce or what's what's enveloping them what's transporting them across your tongue and into your nasal passages or whatever it will dictate which flavors you pick up that's why like um, uh, pasta with vodka sauce is a thing because there are flavor compounds in tomatoes that are alcohol soluble and you can't taste them without there being an alcohol component to it. So then you add vodka, which is a very neutral, flavorless type of spirit that allows these new flavors to bloom and it, it changes the, you know, the flavor profile. Okay, so I basically approached this sauce in the sake selection coming from the same perspective as, you know, using alcohol in Italian foods or whatever, is that, you know, are we trying to bring out flavors of other ingredients without necessarily imparting a particular flavor from the alcohol component uh, to begin with? Okay. So what are we, where are we at here? We got soy sauce, mirin, sake, uh, water, and brown sugar simplest thing in the world. The brown sugar is going to add some sweetness, a little bit of color. You know, this is going to be a dark sauce, but then also it's going to help in thickening and making the, making the sauce like a, like a syrup more or less. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to combine all of those in a, a saucepan and we're going to use the green parts of one bunch of scallions, your, your green onions, cut the greens off, chop them into, I don't know, two to three inch long segments, 
throw those into the pan as well. Bring this to a boil and stir with a whisk until that brown sugar is completely dissolved. And then you want to reduce that sauce by approximately two thirds. You know, if you want to avoid using a thickening agent like cornstarch or in, you know, in, in, in French cooking or somewhere else where you do a roux with flour and butter. Like you don't want to do that. This is a clear sauce. You want it to be glassy and, uh, opaque, but somewhat translucent. Um, so you don't want to be adding things that are going to cloud it up just to thicken it. So what we're going to do is we're going to reduce it by approximately two thirds, and that's going to give it a, like a maple syrup sort of consistency and thickness. All right. You can do this well ahead of time and then you can let it cool down. You can put it in a jar or a bowl, put it in the fridge. You can keep it in the, in the pan covered and let it cool down and then just heat it up when you need to loosen it. Cause as it cools, it'll thicken up and it'll get very sticky. And then whenever it comes time to actually brush it onto your cooking skewers, you'll want to thin that out to, I know I've done this before. Are you increasing the viscosity or are you decreasing the viscosity? If I think about the old Pennzoil commercials, they talk about viscosity breakdown, which is when your motor oil is bad. So I'm going to say it's going to decrease the viscosity and make it thinner and runnier and more easily uh, brushed onto the chicken. Okay. So that's the sauce. Super simple. Get that done out of the way. Now you have your, your chicken, it's cubed up or cut up into one inch dimensions. Um, we're going to use the bulb of a bunch of scallions to be the veg, vegetative, 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 uh, component of these skewers. At first I was thinking like, why? Why scallion bulbs? What a what a strange choice. Of all the vegetables in all the world, why are we going with this? It's, it's a weird, very specific, but whatever. It turns out it's fairly ingenious. Number one, from a flavor perspective, the smokiness of the fire, the salty, sweet flavor of the sauce, and the way that onion tends to sweeten up and caramelize whenever it's exposed to like high heat is it's a great contrast and complement to the flavor of the sauce, the texture of the chicken, all that kind of stuff. But additionally, additionally, this was seemed more important to me is if you ever made kebabs, uh, usually you might use like bell pepper, uh, wedges of onion or slices of onion, perhaps mushrooms, whatever. When you thread those things onto the skewer, they tend to to spin easily, you know, like your, your bell pepper, a slice of bell pepper skewered onto a bamboo skewer is going to just kind of spin around freely. And if you're, if it's something that you're going to be turning a lot because it's on high heat and you're, you don't want it to sit one side over the heat for too long. Um, sometimes you turn the skewer and none of the stuff on the kebab actually turns with it. It's like the skewer is freewheeling inside of all the, uh, all the vegetable components. So whenever you're actually skewering the entire bulb, it locks on to that stick and you know, you, you put, you thread on a chunk of chicken and then a bulb of the scallion. Every time you put that 
bulb on there, it kind of locks in whatever came before it. So it really made a nice tight and uh, resilient uh, unit, you know, for, for turning over the fire there. So that was great. When you make that sauce, before you actually start to uh, boil it, you know, you can stir it up. A lot of that um, brown sugar will dissolve into the into the mirin, into the soy sauce or whatever at the, um, in the water before it comes to a boil. Uh, take like a quarter cup of that and marinate your chicken with that. Don't pull it out whenever it's hot and thick and sticky because you don't want it to make the chicken rubbery and like partially cook the outside of it or anything like that. So put it in cool, toss it around in the chicken, let that marinate in the fridge for an hour or two. It will it will give you an extra depth of flavor, allow some of that to, to penetrate. There's a lot of salt in the soy sauce that will, um, through osmotic action, it will penetrate the chicken. It'll draw out some, some moisture and create a little bit of a brine. It'll be really nice. All right. Now let's talk about the fire because that's kind of like the whole point of this. I and mean, you can totally do this in your oven. You can suspend them over a brownie pan lined with uh, foil or a bread pan lined with foil or whatever. You can put them in the oven. But yeah, I mean, you're losing a really important component of the smoke and the flavor that comes from cooking over charcoal, number one. But what I did also was chopped up some small chunks of hickory wood, maybe like an eight inch long log that I cut into eighths. I mean, it was eight inches long, six, six inches in diameter. And I chopped that into eight rods, essentially, of hickory. And then I had a couple of medallions, maybe six to eight inch diameter medallions of hickory cut off the end of a log that I chopped into little chunks. So once I had my charcoal briquettes white hot and glowing and, and in the grill. Um, I then covered that with the rods of hickory wood and let that burn down until it was you know, basically um, smoldering coals and then laid in the uh, the little semicircle like wedges off of the medallions so those would burn in there also. Hickory smoke is very aromatic. It's sweet and flavorful. So that was going to impart a really nice flavor to the yakitori, to the chicken skewers. When it comes to cooking, if you're using a grill like I was, uh, you will want to lay the skewers perpendicular across the, the grill grates so that you know they're they're supported. If you wanted to create your own like yakitori grill, you could do something like a um, use a bread pan with charcoal in it and a wire rack laid over top. But you know you might only be able to get four or five skewers cooking at one time there. So using a, a normal grill, I used a Weber kettle grill, um, gives you a lot more surface area to play with. But it is overkill. Like it's it's a lot more fire than what you need. But you know you win some, you lose some. So anyway, once you start laying your your skewers onto this hot grill, you want the grill to be really hot. You want it to be close to the coals. Um, this is going to be uncomfortable on your hands. If you have some fireproof uh, barbecue gloves, they would definitely come in handy. I did not, um, so I have no hair on my knuckles right now because um, you're going to be working very close to the fire. Get them on there, turn them quickly, turn them often because they're, you, you want that high heat. You want it close to the flame. You want it 
in contact with the smoke and all that stuff, but you don't want to burn them to a crisp. So you're going to turn them often, you know, from one side to the other. Uh, you definitely want to have your bamboo skewer soaked in water for a couple hours beforehand just to delay the burning of the, the tips that are going to be exposed. If you have metal skewers, fantastic, use those. But do remember how how apt metal is to conduct heat from one end to the other. If you're going to use metal skewers, definitely consider some type of fireproof or heat-resistant glove because uh, those skewers are going to get really hot even on the handle end. Okay, So get them on there turn them after the fir first, second, third turn. You're going to turn them a hundred times in a couple of minutes. Uh, using a brush, brush on that thickened sauce that you have. And, uh, you know, the way I got into a, a rhythm and a workflow was brush on the sauce and then turn the skewer. Brush on the sauce, turn the skewer. Just do that right down there. So what you're doing is you're adding sauce to the skewer, to the to the meat in the, the scallion and then immediately turning that over for it to uh, caramelize and to absorb the smoke and the flavor of the fire um, as soon as it's fresh and on on the skewer. So you do that, do, uh, get them turned over. If you have a, uh, a probe thermometer, um, have that turned on and ready to go so you can jam it into a thick hunk of chicken. And as soon as you're at like 160, start taking them off and put them onto a platter. The, the carryover heat will get them up to the 165 internal temperature that you are looking for. Once you get them off uh, the heat, if you have any of that sauce left, you know, give it a fresh coating there to, you know, give it a nice little sheen, uh, a glaze, if you will, and then serve that with some steamed white rice. You could you could throw something else in there, a vegetable, or if you want some squash, some summer squash, like zucchini would be nice. Um, zucchini or the yellow summer squash, or you can just do this with the rice. But it's a really simple flavor palette. I mean, it's like, it's very light. It's it's salty. It's sweet. It's smoky. There's the real clean protein of of chicken, even whether it's dark meat or you have chunks of chicken breast in there also. Um, the grilled onion flavor from the scallions is just, it's so perfect, you know? It is just, this is a really summery flavor profile and it's very light fare. It's fantastic. It was just as, as delightful as the weather today and I cannot possibly recommend it too much. So check out the show notes for this episode. We'll have the recipe in there, which is, like I said, super simple. I mean, you've got chicken, You've got green onions, and then you've got four ingredients plus some water. And uh, then all you have to do is um, try not to burn yourself on the grill. And you've got a delicious, a delicious Japanese street food in yakitori. All right? All righty. We'll talk to you next week.